When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Scott back fine. And a scintillating hundred here for Joss Inglis. His first in international cricket. And it's been a magnificent innings. Yeah, Tim Payne last uh, night uh, would have watched, I'm sure, and stayed up before doing breakfast this morning <laughs> with Brett Costello and I talk uh, of Tassie's finest from the SEN Breakfast team. Did you listen and watch last night, uh, Tim? Appreciate your time. Josh Inglis, a century. No, I didn't. I'd be lying if I said I sat up last night. We've dubbed it on our show down here this morning, actually, the Who Cares Cup. So um, we're just still enjoying the World Cup victory and... Um, uh, but I must admit, I got up. I did get up early, watched the highlights. Oh, Josh yeah. Inglis um, played absolutely superbly. So, sure. um, hopefully for him, it's a no. I did. I did. I watched all the highlights. <laughs> I, I told a story this morning. I was actually um, locked out of my house this morning from four forty-seven till about six fifteen when the kids woke. Uh, so I got ten minutes of highlights and then went down to the radio show. So um, did watch it. Uh, hopefully a breakout innings and um, he takes off from here. No, you got to be locked out of his house lots of times, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, he, understand, <laughs> he understands. <laughs> I was going to ask you to say, hey, listen, tell us what happened because Goss and I have zero interest in what's going on right now in this T20 because we're still riding the Excellent. World Cup. Exactly what you're saying, mate. Absolutely. No, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. I was actually thinking last night when I said I was coming on, I said, yeah. I hope they don't want too much in-depth about this game because, <laughs> hey, honestly, hey, Payne, I'm Payne, more interested I'll in third-grade cricket down here in club cricket. Hey, hey Payne, I'll trump you. I'll trump you, right? So it came through as what we were, who we were having on the show from our producer, Chris, does a great job, has for four years, and I went, yeah. I went. it's a pretty average on- line-up, to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. we need to be talking cricket. That ship has sailed unless mm. it's Mitch Marsh. So thanks for coming on the show, mate. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no problems at all. We're happy to talk anything else, to be honest. So, what did, what did you think about the bowling tactics last night, Tim? Oh, my God, they got them spot on. Absolutely spot on. They were just a bit, they were just a bit out of luck, I think. From what on I a serious note, though, Tim, Josh Inglis played, makes a century, and there was a handful of guys who played in the yep. World Cup, yet they allowed the likes of Maxwell and Zampa and Head to, to, and the yeah, to rest. What, what's going on with poor old Josh Mitch. Inglis? I can only think George Bailey as a selector has got them all in a room and they've played rock, scissors, paper. (laughs) 
that, that's the only thing I can come up with. Or they went the over thirties and the under thirties. No, he should have. He should never go scissors, Josh Inglis. No, don't go scissors. It <laughs> never wins, mate. So, Although I'll tell you what, he's probably thinking now it was probably worth it. Yeah, he might have. He might have made himself a fair bit of cash in the IPL auction. Oh, after that I agree. Yeah, good and, point. And I would have thought too that the Indian crowd would have still been mourning because we know their reaction to losing the World Cup final, almost the unlosable yeah. World Cup final. But they showed up in massive numbers again last night. Yeah, well, when you've got 1.5 billion people, and I was talking to Brent Costello, my co-host this morning on radio, we're talking about the same thing, and it's funny because they play the World Cup, obviously, in the big cities, and then you go out to the smaller cities that don't get as much international cricket, and obviously they're absolutely cricket mad, and even Mm. their smaller cities are bigger than Sydney and Melbourne, so the population, they just roll out any time they get a chance to see even... You know, the second or third Indian side they had last night, and the same with the Aussies. They just love cricket. They love international cricket, and they love seeing the Indian team play. So it's amazing how well they support cricket over there. Mm. Mate, can you tell me from a, uh, a purist point of view, because the one thing I'll have probably least interest in less than the T20 that's going on right now is the President's 11. No, these the Prime Minister's 11. Yes, yes. What are we taking well, What are we taking out of that, Tim, I, as a cricketer? I don't know. What I, <laughs> what I, no, I like it when we need it. So... Say we're halfway through the Big Bash and your Cameron Bancrofts uh, and your Matt Renshaws haven't played any Red Bull cricket and they're right in the mix for the next Test match. Mm. That's when we need a tour game. Not round one of the Big Bash, taking key players out of the tournament that we're mm. trying to grow. Mm. Uh, also, after the fact, we've played six Shield games in the last month mm. and a half. So why do we need it at round one of the Big Bash? Yeah, it's a good point you I make. Just, I don't get it. We're pulling the best players out when we've seen... I mean, and the one they're talking about is Bancroft, Harris and Renshaw for the David Warner spot once he retires. Well, we've had six Shield games and five years beforehand to be able to make have enough information on all those players to make the right decision, yeah. I think, and have the best one still playing in the BBL. Yeah, agree. Spot on. Uh, interesting, though, Bancroft's probably third wheel in regards to that. How is that? Spot. The, how is that it is, it is, mate. Harris is a serving... What Banger got to do? Yeah, he's, my Bangers has been on fire. And, I, and I've played a bit of test cricket with Bangers and absolutely love playing with him. He's as hard as nails, um, trains his backside off. And, um, you know, I hope at some point he gets another crack at it because he certainly deserves it with the numbers he's put up in the last few years. Hey, we've just been alerted. You may already know this because you are the guru down there. Uh, Rashid Khan out of the Big Bash. Yes, you know, it's disappointing. I'm actually one of the assistant coaches at the Adelaide Strikers. So we, we've known in the last few weeks that... He was seeing a surgeon, um, and it was potentially happening. But we sort of crossed our fingers that he'd be that he'd be right to go. So not only obviously is it, is it a huge blow for us in Adelaide, but I think just for cricket fans to not have Rash out here, he's such an entertainer, um, such a, a superstar, and he's so amazing to watch when he's in full flight. But hopefully he'll be back fit and and back here next year for the BBL. What is the injury? He's got some sort of back. Uh, surgery that he needs to have. So I can only imagine he's got some bulging disc or something like that. I don't think it's major, but um, obviously he's just come through a World Cup and I think in June the T20 World Cup is and he wants to be available and fully fit for that. So you can't blame him for wanting to be at his best um, for his country in a World Cup event. Tim Payne from SEN Tassie Breakfast with Brent Costello. Now, uh, we know Brent has arrested on Eagles, man, Payne. Uh, yes. Now, you love your footy. A lot of boys out of Tassie drafted. It's been a, a happy hunting ground. Yeah. And now we know that there is a team coming. It's not going to be too long before you get the first grab of pick of the stall to form that Tasmanian team. 
Yeah, we'll set up our academy and see if we can get three picks in the top ten as well. That'd be handy when we start. But, um, but no, we had a really good year. We had three in the first round, which is, I think, the first time Tasmania's had that since 1996, hmm. which is a long, long time ago. Hmm. And I don't think any one of those three played more than about 20 games. So hopefully the three that went on Monday have um, a better career. And who knows, in the next three or four years, we might be able to... Um, pinch a couple of them back and maybe one of them will be the captain and um, key players of our first team that takes the field in 2028. Well, the way it's set up, if you don't get to pick them out of your own academy, you can just pick them out of West Coast or Frio's academy yep. and they can't do anything about it. So it's not no, a bad setup. Absolutely. Hey, who, do you bang, who, who do you bang for now, Tim? Uh, I'm a Bombers man, I must admit, but I am, I am all in on the Tassie team. Yeah, you'll switch. I'll switch. And I know people probably from other states think that's, you know, that's not on or it's whatever, but um, you know, I'm Tasmanian through and through. This is something I've... I actually never thought would happen, um, certainly in, in my lifetime. So I'm, I'm pumped and I can't wait. And, uh, yeah, I'll be hopefully there round one, 2028, with a with a Tassie jumper on. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just really exciting for the whole state. And hopefully we don't make a absolute mess of it politically and it... Um, we get a stadium built and, mm. and we get going. What do you want, what, what, what's the what's the what's the name conversation that everyone keeps having down there? We know what we think it is from an outsider looking in, but what about those yeah. in Tassie? How is the Tassie Devil and the name Devil received by Tasmanians? Yeah, I think they love it. To be honest, obviously the Tasmanian Devil is um, you know only found here, so it's 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 a perfect fit. It's tenacious. It's it's little, and it punches above its weight, so it sort of it sort of suits us in a number of ways. But then we've got to get the rights back from Hollywood first. Mm-hmm. Um, and but yeah, I'm, I'm the same. My mail is that it's pretty much a done deal. I know there was a survey sent out to all the Tasmanian people that signed up as prospective members going forward, and there was a whole heap of names in that. But I'm I'm pretty confident um, that it will be the Tasmanian Devils. And um, yeah, I think it's it's a really good nickname and suits suits the club. Yeah, I like, but you, I like the maps. Yeah. Pardon? Yeah, well, I think we'll have the map on the on the on the jumper. And again, that's another really hot topic down here at the moment. Is what will the team be called and what will the jumper be? And, and the Devils is the name that keeps coming up. And the old state jumper that we wore in State of Origin Brilliant. years ago with the map on the front is um, is certainly a jumper. I mean, most clubs have three or four these years, these days, don't they? But that'll certainly be, I think, the main one from the mail that we've been getting. Well, you did come up with the Jack jumpers, which was really weird, but it's actually grown on a lot yeah, of people. Yeah, it has. It has. I was a bit, um, wasn't too sure about that when it first came out, but yeah, love it now. And again, they built their own brand and they're you know, really popular down here in Tassie, so I can only imagine what um, a sport like footy is going to do when that takes off down here as well. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, just how big is, uh, is is the basketball team? We we love Scott Roth. He had a, a year and a half over here. He's a, a good friend yeah, he's of ours. He's a legend. He is a legend. He's a, he's a wonderful man. Just tell us a bit about the, the, the basketball passion down there. Is it still strong? It's only early doors and you've had a bit of success and been to the playoffs and all that sort of stuff. But just tell us a bit about, do they still talk? Are they like, the, you know, is it a team that they all have embraced? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, years and years ago, we had the Tassie Devils, and they, you know, had good crowds back in the day as well, back in the in the eighties and nineties, and then it sort of died out. But um, since the Jack Jumpers have come down here, basketball has exploded in terms of um, participation in kids. Um, you know, every game we have is sold out. They're talking already about trying to expand um, my state arena 
um, which will be fantastic. We're getting 4,000 people there every every game they play, and, and I think they've got double that in membership. So it's, it's hard to get all their members um, the correct service. So that, that needs to expand. But, yeah, participation schools. I've got a five-year-old and a six-year-old. They love the jack jumpers. Um, they've built great momentum. The way they've been in the community, led by Scott Roth, who was literally the perfect... I mean, no-one knew him down here at the time, but looking back, they could not have got that appointment mm. um, more accurate. He's been amazing, the brand he's built down here. He's brought a bit of the Perth Wildcats and a bit of his American and European experience, and um, he's done an amazing job, along with the players and other staff, of building um, a really popular and successful club down here. Has Brent Costello been punted from the, being the sideline voiceover man at the... Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I, I, I am starting a petition. Um, because he, they, oh, I get him on the radio. Is he with boring? Is he boring, Tim? Uh, look, I think I like to think I bring the best out of him. And <laughs> when he hasn't got me there in the Jack Jumpers games, I think he does go a little bit flat and a little bit monotone. And I've spoken to him about that. <laughs> Um, I also don't like that when I when he rolls in at early morning the next day he's a bit tired and a bit flat and I feel like I have to pick him up. Oh. It's a partnership and it's a two way street. He, yeah, you probably got the same thing. There. Oh, I'm hearing it, mate. Oh, I'm hearing it. I when when we've got a a weeknight game over here and my mate has to call the game. Whoa. Yeah, hey boys, you got to drag him in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, Grumpy. Excuse me, Tim. Excuse me, Scott. Uh, Costello <laughs> gossip combination. I don't know if you know. We we aren't washed up sportsmen trying to make our way in the media. We are media <laughs> men. You're washed up journos, mate. We have just to, hanging yeah. on by a thread. We people have to want take to hear, what we can get. Nah, people want to hear from the gladiators that were in the stadium. <laughs> they do. They want to hear from the people that were in the coliseum. Goss. You're a tool. <laughs> yeah. No. Look, you can be as you can be as good as you are, Goss and Brent, but. <laughs> Facts are, if you haven't got Scott sitting there with you, no one's going to listen. So it's a, it's a waste of talent. Isn't it? oh, it's so good wow. to hear it from. Uh, so good to hear it from <laughs> someone else. Wacky, you are. <laughs> it's just good to hear the words <laughs> from someone else other than me. Yeah, good on you. Hey, Payne, appreciate your time, mate. Uh, so Don't you, wrap him up. Can you explain at four forty-six in the morning? There's a couple of, th- of holes in that story. One, <laughs> yeah. what are you doing outside at four forty? We get the paper or the milk? No, no, I go to the gym every morning at five. Wow. And I have a mate who picks me up. Well, he actually picks me up at 4.47 every day on the dot. So <laughs> I was a bit worried this morning when I was slagging him off on air because I hadn't heard from him. But now I have. I'm going all in on him tomorrow for okay. leaving me hanging. And what time do you get into the radio station to start at? You're on air at 7, between 7 and 9, yeah? Yep. Yep. So I'll go to the gym 5 till 6. I'll come home, have a shower, make myself a nice coffee, maybe a little something to eat, and I'll roll in down to the studio at about 6.58, make sure Brent's got everything ready to go, and then... <laughs> Um, the rest is, is what it is. I've learned so leader, much from does you. Does our beloved leader, Sam Thompson, is she aware of this sort of these contractual arrangements like you have, Payne? I think so. I think so. I think, you know, Brent was <laughs> Brent was desperate. Again, I don't know if Goss is the same, Scott, but he was desperate to be known as the leader and the captain of the show. So I said, that's fine, mate. You run the show. I'll be here at 6.58 and you can ask me some questions. I'll give my opinion and then at 9.01, I'm out the door. You are Hollywood. Yeah, no, I really like this setup. I really like this setup, and I think things need to change. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to stop getting in here. I was so here early. for Gilchrist's first show, and I was here for his last. I saw him out the door, and you'll be next. <laughs> Make us and break us just as quickly. Exactly I right. I think the Pony and Scotty show's got a nice ring to it, to be honest. Wow, well, imagine yeah. that. Yeah, let's go. Glenn. Someone would have to do the rundown. For yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's, solid, actually, it's a stupid idea. That That's as, a bad idea. Not only do the rundown, they have to write it in crayon for YouTube, blokes. <laughs>
<laughs> nice work. Thanks, Payne. Thanks for chatting. Great to no talk worries. to you, mate. Anytime. He's a good man, Tim Payne, uh, of course. SEN Tassie host. He is a ripper. And he and Brent Costello do a great job down there. So if you can't get us, tune into them and see how it's not done. This is Scotty <laughs> and Goss.